Welcome to the Acupuncture Marketing School podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Grassick, and I'm here to help you get visible in your community, take marketing action with confidence, and get more patience in your practice and more money in your pocket every week. We both know you're a talented, passionate acupuncturist and that acupuncture has the power to change lives. So let's dive right into this episode and talk about how you can reach more patients. Hello there. Today we're talking about how to manage your to-do list, especially if you are feeling burnt out and overwhelmed. If you're one of those people whose to-do list always seems to get longer by the end of the day instead of shorter, this episode is for you. I feel you because I am typically this kind of person as well. So I want to share some practical tips for making your to-do list feel manageable and not like a stressful burden. This topic has been coming up a lot lately in my conversations with my students who are enrolled in acupuncture marketing school you know, in the Q&A portion of guest lectures that I've given. So the question is, how do I make my to-do list, especially like my marketing to-do list or my, you know, business management to-do list, feel manageable? And this time of year, as we head into the holiday season, everyone's schedules tend to go a little crazy. And this conversation feels even more necessary. I don't know about you, but all of a sudden, There's way more things to do on my list, and it seems like there's less time to do everything because of the holidays coming up, making time for family, etc. Let's dig into this topic and relieve some of that stress for you. But before we do that, I want to share a recent review that was left for the podcast. I am so grateful for this review from Keikia of Canada. Keikia says, it's wild that this podcast is free. There's so much good information on here. One of my fave podcasts. Thank you. It totally makes my day to read your reviews and your feedback about anything that I create or produce for you. So it means a ton. Thank you so much. And Reviews also help other acupuncturists find the podcast online and decide if it's going to be a good fit for them. So if you love the podcast too, I would appreciate it so much if you left a review. I'll drop a link in the show notes if you'd like to do that and just know that I am grateful in advance. And I have one other thing that I cannot wait to share with you. On Sunday, December 5th, I'll be hosting the AccuBiz Planathon. Yay. I'm so excited to invite you to join me to this for this annual event. It is here. It's finally here. Last year around this time, I hosted the AccuBiz Planathon with Robin Ray Green, and it was an absolute blast. Unfortunately, Robin won't be joining us this year because she is super busy teaching pediatric acupuncture online. Very cool stuff. But that's okay. I'll still be hosting the workshop, and I'm so excited. This is a really fun live workshop. The purpose is to help you define your big goal for 2022 and outline a 90-day plan to get you moving towards that goal immediately. If you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you probably realize that I really love strategic planning. And so I'm thrilled to be teaching this online workshop. We're going to review 2021, you know, release any energy from this year that you want to let go of, anything that didn't happen the way that you wanted to. And of course, we're going to celebrate all the good things that did happen for you in your business, the 
personal and professional goals that you met in 2021. We're going to have a little happy dance moment for all the things you did accomplish. And then we're going to identify your big goal for 2022. And as I said, outline your 90 day plan step-by-step so that you can begin moving towards that goal. I'll be walking you through the 90 day planning workbook And really at the end of the workshop, you'll have an actionable plan that you've created surrounding your goal. And we're really going to dig in. It's going to be a lot of fun. I have some really fun surprises planned. I really hope you can join me for this. As I said, it's one of my favorite workshops that I teach all year. I love planning, reflecting on the year before, and organizing my thoughts and my goals. So I can't wait to do this with you. If you have questions about the workshop, please feel free to send me an email at michelle at michellegrassic.com. And of course, if you can't attend live, a replay will be sent to everyone who registers. It's $47 and I'll put the link in the show notes. All right, let's talk about these practical tips for making your to-do list feel manageable and not overwhelming. The first step is to pare down your to-do list. Prioritize the things that are really going to move the needle towards whatever your goals are. If your to-do list is all about marketing and getting more patients, then really narrow down your list to the things that actually work to bring in new patients that have the highest ROI and that generate revenue. Another way to look at this is to say, remove the things that don't move the needle, the busy work, the things that occupy us, but don't help us really make progress, right? Like they make us feel busy, which kind of feels good, like we're doing something. But at the end of the day, how much are they really helping your business when you could be focusing on things that just get a better return uh, for your time and energy investment? The other part of this, paring down your to-do list, is about being honest with yourself regarding how much you can actually accomplish in a day. Now, I know this is probably not what you were expecting me to say, right? To simply start taking things off your list. But in my conversations with my marketing students and my one-on-one coaching clients, I'm finding that most of us are adding an unreasonable number of items to our to-do list every day. And even if we feel really energized about our list to begin with, we're adding so many things that no single human could accomplish them all in a day. So that means at the end of the day, we have an unfinished list and we feel pretty bad about it. I also find that as entrepreneurs, we're often very creative thinkers. We have a lot of great ideas. And so as we go through our day, we keep adding things like new ideas, things we want to try or accomplish to the list. Even though we are accomplishing some of the things on our list, like we are checking some things off, we just keep adding and adding an unreasonable amount of things so that the list gets longer (laughs) and it's never, quote, complete, right? And then that makes us feel pretty bad at the end of the day or the end of the quarter. My business coach, Sarah Morgan, um, she's the creator of the Dare to Grow podcast. I'll put a link in the show notes, advised me a long time ago to only have three things on my to-do list each day. So that's only three must do items, like things that I must accomplish today. No more than that, because you've got to be reasonable about what you can actually get done 
in an eight-hour workday. And you might be thinking, well, what if each item is really brief? Like it's something simple, take out the garbage. That's different, right? I'm talking about no more than three projects on your to-do list per day because most projects actually have a lot of steps. So it's easy to just write a task on your list that sounds simple, like do Instagram marketing for the week. And then you add six other things that you need to do today as well. Then eventually you realize that the item do Instagram marketing for the week is actually like 10 or 12 separate steps on its own, right? So this is all about paring down your list to the biggest three priorities each day that will move the needle in your business, only including things that can reasonably be accomplished by a human, not a robot, in a day, a week, or whatever your time frame is for the list. Then your second step is to spend some time determining how long each activity on your to-do list actually takes you. And this is for the repeatable items on your list. Using the Instagram example that I just mentioned, if one of your items on a Monday is to do your Instagram marketing for the week, maybe that's actually too much for you to accomplish in a single day in combination with the other things you need to do on a Monday. But you have to figure it out. How long does it take? Okay, so that you can appropriately add do Instagram marketing to a day where you do have time for it. Sit down and set a timer the next time you do the task. And then you can say, okay, it takes me an hour and 15 minutes to complete three Instagram posts from start to finish, including coming up with the ideas, writing captions, finding images, and then setting the posts up to auto publish. So this helps prevent that trap of adding an unreasonable amount of stuff to your list each day because, I mean, often we're just not calculating or understanding how long each item will take us to complete. But when we get clear on that, then we can make a much more reasonable to-do list. And I have to admit, I'm really guilty of this. I I always think that things are going to take way less time than they do, that I can just wing it and and come up with a polished completed project in a short amount of time because I'm not accounting for the mental planning involved for kind of like storyboarding or just like organizing my thoughts. I assume I'm going to dive in and write something or record something with no errors without having to redo any of it, which never happens. Um, You know, I think I'm just going to spit it out perfectly the first time. Now I know that I have to build in time in my schedule and on my to-do list for organizing my thoughts, creating a first draft uh, for whatever I'm working on, whether it's Instagram posts for my clinic or this podcast, you know, creating an episode and also setting aside time for polishing it before it's actually considered done. Okay. So all of the various steps that go into it. So that's a lot of extra time I hadn't accounted for until I started timing myself doing all the tasks on my list. So I really recommend it. Next time you're doing something on your to-do list that you repeat often, set a timer so that you can say, this is how long it takes me to do this task. The third step is to ask yourself if the things on your to-do list are actually aligned with your values and your priorities. I think this is really essential if you want to shed the overwhelm and feeling of burnout that happens from looking at your to-do list and feeling like you're never making any progress. 
I learned this tip from Tiwa Ogunlacy, creator of the Confident and Killing It podcast. She has an amazing episode where she talks about this specific topic, to-do list burnout, and how aligning your personal values with your to-do list will help relieve the burnout you're feeling. So I will absolutely put a link in the show notes. I love her podcast. This boils down to essentially putting personal things on your to-do list, making your to-do list about your life. Because you're an entrepreneur, your work is your life, right? So make your to-do list about your whole life and not just about your business, and that will help restore some balance. This practice has made a really big difference in my life and my business. For many entrepreneurs, especially solopreneurs, we make a to-do list that is meant to be for our nine-to-five workday, but we often feel so much pressure, right? Because whether or not we make money is all on us. And if we don't finish our unreasonable to-do list between nine and five, then we just keep working on it until we go to bed. And obviously you can't do that long-term because you can't pour from an empty cup. And we know that, right? Because from a practical perspective, as acupuncturists, we know we have to take care of ourselves behind the scenes in order to show up as best as we possibly can for our patients. How can we make sure that as we're building businesses, those businesses are aligned with what we need to feel supported and nourished in the way that we want to live. Tiwa's remedy for this is to take some time to define your top five values or priorities in your life. And then every day, make sure at least one of the to-do list items reflects one of those priorities. So whether this is spending time with your family or having alone time to meditate or journal, you know, exercising or meal prep, whatever it is for you, Those things go on your list. As I said, as entrepreneurs, a lot of us live and die by our list from sun up to sundown. And if that's the case and you only have work on the list and there's nothing that nourishes you, that's obviously a recipe for burnout. One other way to think about this is to do an objective self-assessment, aka take a really hard look at how you're actually spending your time your money, your resources, like your emotional energy, your physical energy, your financial resources, and ask yourself, am I doing the things that reflect my priorities? So this specific tip comes from Stacey Tushel, the creator of the Foot Traffic podcast. She recently had an episode all about prioritizing in your business, whether you're a solopreneur or you have many employees. I'll link her podcast in the show notes. Her recommendation is to do an objective self-assessment to see whether your energy is actually spent on your priorities or not. And to do this, she recommends opening up your calendar for the past three months and opening up your credit card statements for the past three months and taking a look through both while asking yourself, are the things that I say are my priorities actually on my calendar? And are those things actually where I'm putting my financial resources? I had never thought about this from this angle before, but your calendar and your credit card statement kind of don't lie, right? 
in some cases, you might discover that you actually are prioritizing your values and the things that are important to you. And in other cases, it can be eye-opening to realize that you think you are or you want to, but you aren't. So here's an example. If you said that one of your values or priorities is making more time for your closest friends, and then you can see on your calendar that you spent time with your friends, we'll say, uh, on three occasions in the past month, then you can decide if that satisfies the priority. So it's different for everyone, right? For me, three times a month with my friends sounds great. That's a good balance. For other people, it might be not enough or too much. Or maybe you know that one of your values is spending more time with your friends, but then it's nowhere on your calendar in the past three months, okay? So then you know what values you need to add to your to-do list. All right, the next step is the last one, and it might actually be the hardest. If you've done all these things, you prioritize and pare down your to-do list, you've determined how much time it actually takes to accomplish the tasks on the list, And you do that objective self-assessment and determine if your list and your resources are aligned with your values. If you do all of that and you're still feeling overwhelmed and burnt out by your list, then it's time to start asking for help from other people. This could be in your personal life or it could be in your business or both. It could mean asking your family for help with things at home. Or it could mean hiring a virtual assistant or an in-person office assistant. The thing here is that if you have genuinely done your absolute best to manage your to-do list and you are still feeling crushed by it, it really is time to consider hiring someone to take things off your plate. I have an entire episode about hiring a virtual assistant, also called a VA. We cover how to know if you need one, what kind of things can you ask them to do, even how much I pay my VA. Listen to that episode if you're on the fence about hiring a VA and whether, you know, to help you decide if it's what you need and how it works. I I think it will help a lot. So I'll include that link in the show notes. But think about the items on your to-do list that just feel like they're crushing you. If you're honest, you can probably assign those tasks to other people. A VA can probably help, or maybe you need an actual person in your office to do things like rescheduling patients, flipping treatment rooms between patients, even sanitizing those darn cups so you don't have to do that at the end of the day. Man, that's always what gets me. Right before I walk out the door, I'm like, I forgot to rinse the cups. And so you can focus on what's most important, your patients, and not feel weighed down by the laundry list of other things you feel like you should be doing. So here's an exercise to help you decide what, if anything, you are ready to have taken off your plate. And this was recommended to me during a um, mastermind group coaching call with my business coach, Sarah Morgan. It was a little while ago, and I mentioned feeling crushed by my to-do list, how it felt like I was drowning in it. You know that feeling? And one of the other members of the group coaching program, her name is Joy from the website joyknowshow.com. She's amazing. She gave me this exercise. Um, Definitely check her out. Joy is a coach for multi-passionate creative entrepreneurs. She teaches a lot about how to prioritize, focus, and show up as your best self. I will include the link for her. But she said, start a list and keep it on your desk as you go through your day Write down every single thing that you wish you could transfer 
to someone else? Like what are all of the tasks that you don't want to do anymore? Uh, What would you just love to pass off to someone else to just ask them to take care of it? And she added, and this is important, to take the pressure off, let this be a fantasy list. So don't let any other thoughts or doubts or arguments get in the way while you're making this list, right? Really common ones are, but I I don't really know if I can hand that off to someone else or it would take me too long to train someone to do this. This is just you creating a fantasy list of tasks for a fantasy virtual assistant or office assistant. You're identifying the things on your list that you could potentially let someone else do that are weighing you down and preventing you from showing up at 110% for the things that you do want to do. And ultimately, those most of those thoughts that we have that prevent us for, from asking for help are just not true. They're holding you back because there are really great people out there who could work for you even just three to five hours a week who are smart, who do a really good job, and who could take some of that pressure off of you. And yes, you might have to set aside a little bit of time to train someone, but in the long run, it would free up way more of your time. So start a list at your desk or on your phone, your fantasy list of things that you don't want to do anymore that you'd love to pass off to someone else. And if you see themes repeating, seriously consider hiring someone to do it for you so you can focus on your zone of genius and what really matters. I hope all of these tips were helpful for you, especially as we enter the holiday season when people tend to be busier than ever, balancing work, life, family, etc. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to pare down your list. Prioritize the things that are actually going to move your business towards making more money and add your values to your to-do list so that you can feel nourished at the end of the day instead of worn out. All right, don't forget to register for the AccuBiz Planathon. We'll be live on December 5th at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. I would love to see you there. I cannot wait to help you define your goals for 2022. I know you're going to create some beautiful, amazing things in your business for your patients in 2022. So let's do this together. The link is in the show notes to register. And last thought, I have some really fun episodes coming up for you as we close out the year. Next episode, I'll be talking about all the mistakes I have made with my marketing this year. Oh, yes. (laughs) I make a lot of mistakes, guys, because I like to think about marketing as an experiment. So that's natural. But we'll be talking about the things that really just did not work out. Things that were a flop. Can't wait to share those with you. And then the last episode of the year, before I take some time off, we'll be talking about what did work in marketing my acupuncture practice in 2021. So I cannot wait to talk to you then. Have a great week. As always, thanks for being here. I'll talk to you next time.